Welcome to All Time Greatness. I'm Paul. I'm Anthony. And we're back with week, what is it, nine now? Recap? Yep. We're starting with Thursday from last week, Eagles and Texans. Um, so you want to do this game first or me? You. Eagles, Texans. So this game was very competitive, and the Texans at first, they looked great and... You even texted me, Texans might be the team to beat them because at first they had the Eagles struggling. The Eagles did not score for a very long time. And the Texans on their first drive scored a touchdown, and that's the first time all season that they got a touchdown on their opening drive of the game. Um, The Eagles, they started off slow, but then eventually over time they just started to get in rhythm, and then they ended up just taking over and winning and remain undefeated. Jalen Hurts, 21 of 27, 245 yards, 21 rushing. I know he had two touchdowns, and he had zero interceptions and 22 yards rushing. Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 93 yards, one touchdown. Dallas Goddard, eight receptions, 100 yards, even, and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, four receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Davis Mills, 13 of 22, 154 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 18 yards rushing. Damian Pierce, 27 carries, 139 yards. Um, Moore, four receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. And Dursett, three receptions, 69 yards. The Texans, even though they're losing all these games, again, they're competitive. They're keeping it close, minus like one game that they got blown out in. All their games have been decided by one score, and this was the first game since that game that got blown out where it was a couple scores. But, I mean, they're they're not a bad team because they're keeping the games close, but they do have a lot of pieces to work on if they want to have any chance to do anything starting next year, of course. But... Starting with Damian Pierce was the right move, and then getting Derek Stingley as well. But that's just my take on the game. For me, um, you know, the Texans, they don't look all that bad. Um, Lovey Smith has them in a great position. They're looking really good. Um, but it, like you said, they can't finish games. Um, they're they just fourth quarter team. They're not as good as. Most teams. That's why their record doesn't look good. But the eye test and everything, you know, I, I'm, despite their record, I'm willing to watch any of their games because they're they're competitive, like you said, in all of them. And they're able to compete, but just can't finish that final quarter. But maybe maybe they, maybe they need, um, need to draft that quarterback, that future, to maybe get you over that hump. Or some receivers. And have some more pieces like receivers. But, you know, for them to have Pierce... Like you said, is a great starting point on the offensive side, but um, this team is only I would say a couple pieces away, and maybe maybe a couple personnel away from, you know, winning more games and surprising a lot of people. But you know, they're 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 looking really good despite their record. But they're very competitive, and they're gonna give every team they play a run for their money because they've been doing that all season long. But for they- me, for the Eagles. I have issues a little bit because, you know... They're weak against the running game. Very weak against the running game. So, there's... The Texans kind of exploited that and was able to be like, hey, well, run the ball, you have a chance. So, for me, I need to see a little more from the Eagles to 
you know, fully say they're going to be the team to be. Um, their offense is fine. But their offense is fine. But um, just a little concerns with that running, deep, the defensive running um, scheme. But besides that, nothing really at all. Wasn't surprised by the outcome. Wasn't surprised how close of a game it was till the fourth quarter. So I have, I have, I have, I'm, I'm not shocked. I was surprised how it started. But like we said, the way the Texans play, their record doesn't reflect it. Mm-hmm. They exactly. play better than the record. Um, now we're going to do my game. Dolphins Bears for me this was a great game um in a more shocking game you know for the Dolphins to win by 3 35 to 32 high scoring game is insane um Tua went 21 of 30 for th- 302 yards and three touchdowns Raheem Mostert one touchdown Tyreek Hill had seven receptions for 143 he did reach the 1000 receiving mark and had a touchdown. Jalen Waddle also had a touchdown. For me, for the Bears, I mean for the Dolphins, is this team is perfectly put together and have have one of the best chemistries I've seen in a long time. The reason why I say that is because if you take Tua out, we've seen it. They lose games. You take Tyreek out. We saw with them without Tyreek, you know, it's it's a little they struggle they struggle a little bit in some areas. You take Waddle out, obviously you're gonna struggle without any good key receivers. So for me, um, you know, Mike McDaniel, you know, perfect head coach right now. This Dolphins team is looking really good. Obviously, getting Bradley Chubb helps. Um, despite them giving up 32 points to the Bears, um, I would 35. give I, 32 because they won. 35-32. Um, but I would give them a pass on it because it was his first game with Miami. So I give them a pass on that. But this Dolphins offense is really good. One of the best offenses I personally have seen in a long time. Um, and t- I would say Tyreek Hill is on course. For 2000. For 2000. I think he gets it. I think he gets it. He's the best receiver this year. He's he's just on a whole nother level. And we thought, oh, either Hill needs Mahomes or Mahomes needs Hill. Hill can go with any rece- um any quarterback. You know, he was hyping up t- Tua. And it's showing up, you know. So that's my take on the Dolphins. There, I I would say they're they're the team to beat in the AFC right now. But we'll get into that later on. But for my opinion on the Bears, Justin Fields, seventeen of twenty eight, one twenty three, and three touchdowns, had a hundred and seventy eight rushing yards, breaking the record, and also a rushing touchdown. Darnell Mooney also a touchdown, and Cole Komet had two. For me, this was Justin Fields' statement game. You know, I believed in him when he was drafted out of um, college. I said, you know, if you can give him the pieces, he will shine. Obviously, they don't really have a lot of pieces except for Mooney, Claypool, and Komet. Claypool but, still learning that playbook. But um, what I saw Sunday was Justin Fields' coming out party. For him to rush for that amount... And break a record. ...against a good defense in Miami is really... You know, props to him, and also his his um, his vision. passing yards wasn't bad. He played the best he could have possibly played against a really good Super Bowl contending team, and they almost won. So, I would say the Bears are in good hands with Justin Fields. Um, but this this was arguably, I would say maybe you got to put this maybe in the game of the year. 
Obviously, it's not going to be game of the year, but you got to put this as a candidate because seeing this game, watching it, it was action every every time. So that's my opinion on it. So for me, congrats to Justin Field breaking that record that Michael Vick had. Everyone, including myself, would have thought Lamar would be the one to do it, but I guess it's him. So the first thing I'm going to say is the Bears, ever since that Monday night game where they blew out New England, they've looked better in every single game. And now, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to have less questions about whether or not Eberflus was the right choice for head coach. Because we all know defensive-minded coaches don't really pan out as head coaches, unless you're Mike Tomlin, except this year. But it's working so far. Um, Claypool, he didn't play much, but he also hasn't learned the playbook yet and they just got him out there to get a little bit more acquainted but by next game he'll probably know if not the whole playbook he'll know most of it like how Christian McCaffrey knows most of most of San Fran's right now but the Bears looked good and this is not one of those losses they should hang their heads over they if they're not already if they win one more game they're second in the division behind the Vikings I mean it's still the Vikings division but Bears have a chance to go second in the division um for the dolphins tyreek hill he's the best receiver this year and there's really like no debating that he's probably one of if not the only receiver to be at 1000 right now he's on pace for 2000 and like we all know the receiver ceiling every year their goal is just to hit 1000 so the fact he's already there and there's still like eight or nine games left that he has a chance to get to 2000 is incredible and we the we could tell Tua this is his breakout year and they're proving he was the franchise guy or he's proving why he is the franchise guy because the Dolphins this year are six and zero when he plays and zero and three when he doesn't play which means if he never got hurt they're probably still undefeated with Philadelphia but have more wins so that goes to show how good Tua is. The fact that his team, when he plays, hasn't lost a game, but when he hasn't, when he didn't play, they lost every single game. So Dolphins look really good, and that's just how I feel about that game. But the next game is the Green Bay Packers against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. So both teams had costly turnovers in the first half or in the first quarter alone. That's why the whole first quarter went scoreless and for parts of the second and it was pretty much a dead game for the first half Rodgers didn't have a good day he had three interceptions uh one of them wasn't necessarily his fault because he threw the ball and it just bounced off the dude's helmet and then the Lions player intercepted it but the other two were on him because he threw it and he literally even told Aiden Hutchinson I gave you a gift so he threw that one to Hutchinson and then he got another one um my question is, is LaFleur the uh, good coach? And for that game, both teams were getting stupid penalties. The Lions were, as per usual, having a hard time finishing games, but like they ended up winning, so I guess it doesn't matter. But what was hurting both teams was the self-inflicted penalties. And the Lions ended up winning, but the game was sloppy all around for both sides. But, I mean, a win's a win. You held arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it to nine points on offense and you guys only scored 15 but 
a win is a win. Rodgers, 23 of 43, 291 yards, a touchdown to go with those three interceptions, and he had 40 yards rushing. A.J. Dillon, 11 carries, 34 yards. Aaron Jones, 9 receptions, 25 yards, because he didn't really run much because then he got taken out the game with an ankle injury, and they didn't let him back in even though he wanted to play. Lazard, 4 receptions, 87 yards, 1 touchdown. Joshua DeGuara, 5 receptions, 41 yards. Toure, 2 receptions, 24 yards. Tanyan, 3 receptions, 29 yards. Lions, Jared Goff, 14-26, 137 yards, 2 touchdowns, 1 interception. Jamal Williams, 24 carries, 81 yards. Jackson, 4 receptions, 27 yards. St. Brown, one reception, 55 yards, and DeAndre Swift, three receptions, 40 yards. So this was a good, surprising upset for the Lions. And if Green Bay season is not done now, one more loss and their season's done. But that's just my take on the game. What about yours? For me, you know, the Packers are done. You know, the Packers suck. Aaron Rodgers is a fraud. Um... Everything about the Packers are fraud, are frauds, are frauds. You know, for me, it's time to pull the plug on Aaron Rodgers and put Jordan Levin. Reason why is you got to see what you have in him because you need a future. By the time he plays, it'd be six years. And um, you know the the three interceptions for me just proved that Rodgers. You know, he's scapegoating his receivers, making it all about the receivers, making it their fault because he doesn't want to take the blame. Rodgers sucks. Simple as that. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet for the Packers because that's what I believe. They suck. Now, for the Lions, for for me, a lot of it was on the defense. You know, like you said, the picks, perfect. But the line, both teams played exceptionally well on defense. It was just the difference was the Lions were just a little bit better. And they were playing against Aaron Rodgers because he's, for me, it's hard to even put him as um, a top 10 quarterback for me because, you know, he does nothing to help his team win. He, he, he sucks. And then when, his, when he sucks, he goes into interviews and, and is like, well, we should have done this. Well, I mean, you could do this because you're the quarterback. But um, for me, I think the Packers really got to look at themselves. They're, they're spoiled off of their history that they have. But they need to start getting ready to pull the plug on Rodgers because you need to, you need to know what you have in Jordan Love and you can't keep putting Rodgers. For me, it would have been better if the Packers started over with Jordan Love with these young receivers instead of having Rodgers play with these young receivers and you having this outcome where you guys suck and Rodgers is just not blaming, him, blaming, blaming himself because he would never blame himself but him blaming his, his wide receivers. What about LaFleur? For me, Lafleur is it's he's he's on the hot seat because you you're you're seeing what he's not doing with Rogers sucking and the team just it's terrible. The reason the Packers should not have not scored nine points. They should have scored more, but they suck. Simple as that. There is no offensive rhythm. But so that's it for me. So it's on head coaching too, and Rogers. Yeah. Um. For me, my next one is gonna be the Bills and the Jets. Reason why is this game was shocking to me. It was all around shocking game for me. Um, for Josh Allen to go th- throw, not even throw a touchdown, nevertheless, 
but throwing two interceptions is mind-boggling. Um, he, but he did rush for 86 yards and two touchdowns, but, you know, the two picks definitely cost the Bills. Um, obviously, learning that Josh Allen has a UCL injury in his elbow, you know, that hurts. Hopefully, he's not going to be out for the season. I said day-to-day, so. But, um, you know, obviously, if he's out for the season, the Bills season's done. But, um, for me, this loss was not on the Bills. Well, it, it wasn't me. For me, it wasn't more on the Bills losing. But for me, it was more on the Jets winning. Reason why I say that is, obviously, I don't believe this was entirely on Zach Wilson. I think it's more on the running game. I told you, if the if the Jets can run and have a great defense, they will win. They will win a lot of games and make the playoffs. They ran the ball more this week with Michael Carter, and he had a touchdown and seventy six yards, along with James Robinson, who did really well um, in this game. And then Garrett Wilson obviously balling out like he, he's normally doing in his rookie year. But for me, the standout and the key piece is like Darrell Revis, but it's Sauce Garner. Because seven total tackles for him, three of them were just his, but he had an interception. That Him picking off Josh Allen proves it even more that he's that guy. Um, Sauce Garner is the real deal. You know what you're going to get from him. He's a franchise corner piece. He reminds me of Darrell Revis. Um, Same team. But for me, this was more on the Jets' defense, finally showing that, you know what? They're one of the best defenses in this league. And if Zach Wilson cannot turn the ball over, they have a chance to win every single game. He didn't turn it over, did he? No. So, see, like this. If Wilson can scrape off all the sloppiness, they will get to... They're going to win a lot of games and possibly make the playoffs. For me, I think they make the playoffs. But um, this game was just, this game meant everything to the Jets because obviously, you know, they're tied now for the top spot in the AFC East. And it's now it's a dogfight and they're not, they don't have to worry about tiebreakers or anything else right now with the Bills because they already have a win against them. So this was a huge, huge game for the Jets. So Wilson is like Daniel Jones then if you don't turn the ball over. And Jimmy G, if you don't turn the ball over, you're going to win games. Simple as that. So, my I didn't get a chance to catch that game, but I did see a couple highlights and like I don't know why it just this was just a rough game for the Bills. I mean, I feel like part of the reason Allen played so bad was because he was playing hurt, but we'll we'll see where that leads for them. But you pretty much covered it all. So my next game is Rams versus Buccaneers. This was one of those games where both teams were struggling on offense and defense, but. I am going to say congrats to Brady on 100,000. Um, so when the game was going on, I seriously thought that Brady and Rodgers were having identical seasons. Their teams were both losing. They both had the same record at the same uh, at one point. The game was low scoring. But one of the reasons why Tampa Bay barely won this game was because I don't know what's going on with their receivers, but they kept dropping a bunch of passes. And that was literally the reason why in this game in particular – they were struggling in the red zone. They've just been struggling in the red zone all around, but this game in particular, because of the drop issues, which you got to work out because you get paid in the league to catch the ball, but you're not catching it, is the reason why they struggled. The Rams, I mean, minus Cooper Cup, they didn't really do anything. 
Stafford, 13 of 27, 165 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Daryl Henderson, 12 carries, 56 yards. Cooper Cup, eight receptions, 122 yards, three carries, and a, three carries for a yard. Allen Robinson, three receptions, 24 yards. Brady, 36 of 58, 280 yards, one touchdown. Um, White, eight carries, 27 yards. Fournette, nine carries, 19 yards, five receptions, 41 yards. Otten, five receptions, 68 yards. Scotty Miller, seven receptions, 53 yards. Chris Godwin, seven receptions, 36 yards. Julio Jones, two receptions, 28 yards. There's one name I didn't say because he didn't do much this game. That's why he wasn't said. And that is Mike Evans. Um, I mean, the Bucks. this was a much-needed win to keep them, like, to turn their game, their season around. They got it. The Rams, I I really don't know what, what to say about the Rams away because I feel like I'm saying the same thing and I'm tired of repeating myself when it comes to them. But what's your take on that game? My take on the game was I believe Tom Brady is back. Not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. Not saying they're going to win at all. I'm saying as a just a quarterback only, Tom Brady is back. Reason why I say that is you saw in that final drive something click with him. Something clicked with him and the receivers to just get down that field within, within what was left, 25 seconds left. Like he got down the field so quick. And they needed to score. And they, they ended up scoring. But so I got to see more games like that from them. I, obviously, you need to see more games. But for me, to see that, okay, does Brady still got it? Does Brady have that little dog in him to be able to be like, you know what? I'm going to give me that ball again. Because you know when throughout Brady's career, whenever he had the ball within two minutes left, the game was over. You knew it. I've always said that. <laughs> obviously, recently, we haven't seen it. So maybe he has that dog... Fled. Maybe it's not there anymore. He showed it this week. And he showed it that he still has it, but he's got to channel it. But for me, that was huge on him. Also, congratulations for the 100,000 yards, passing yards. That's absolutely insane. Shows why he's the GOAT even more because you don't ever see that. Um, but a bright spot for the Bucks besides Tom Brady is Cade Otten, the tight end. I believe he's going to be a great tight end this, um, in the league. He's, he balled out against the Rams. So keep an eye on him. To replace Gronk. Exactly. He might be a good piece. But for me, this is on the Rams. This shows that, you know, the Rams are not good. This, they're, they, they're not good. They're a good team to put up numbers, but they're not going to be a team to win the Super Bowl, not even win a playoff game in my eyes. I think the Rams are done. So, but, um, yeah, that's it for me. My next game is the Vikings and the Commanders. reason why I say the Vikings and the Commanders is um, this game was went all the way down to the water. This game was had its ups and its downs. For me, it was Kirk Cousins versus Washington again. Um, and Kirk balled out. Justin Jefferson balled out. Dalvin Cook balled out. And everyone balled out in this game, including for the, the Commanders. I believe Heineke might be the franchise guy now. Um, but this game was... Don't let Wentz hear you say that. <laughs> Listen, the commanders are really good. 
and they're showing it recently since putting Taylor Heineke in. But this game was, I just want to say this game was Fire. absolutely insane. And they get Chase Young back, which I'm very excited to see uh, because that's going to help them a lot out on defense. But that's it for me. You could go on with your game. Uh, So that game, I mean, I didn't watch it, but it was kind of funny. Like the crowd was against Kurt because they started the whole you like that thing again. So then he brought it back when they won the game. But it was a surprisingly low-scoring game, I, and it was close. I did not expect that game to be close. I was like, yeah, the Commanders look good again, but the Vikings are the team to beat in the NFC North right now, so they're probably just going to blow them out. But I was wrong. But my next game is the Sunday night game, Tennessee Titans visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. The game was competitive all throughout, and it was close. Um, at the, at the start, the chiefs were the chiefs actually not even at the start, the first three quarters, the chiefs were out of sorts on offense. And you could tell throughout the game that Mahomes is so elusive. It's, it's not even how, it's not even funny how elusive Mahomes is. Um, Harrison Bucker also struggled. He missed a couple kicks, which hurt the team, but they ended up winning. So I guess not, uh, Malik Willis, he looked great. My only big, my biggest pet peeve with the Titans is that they're not letting him throw it enough. Yeah, you have Derrick Henry, but how is Willis going to get better at the NFL level and adjust if you're not letting him throw the ball? He went 5 of 16 for like 80 yards, which is bad. And on top of that, those five, recept- those five completions, none of them were to the actual receivers. They were to running backs and tight ends. So that you got to let him do more if you're going to let him... See, you got to actually see what you're getting from him, but you have to let him do more to see if you drafted the right guy. Um, The Titans defense played great. And the Chiefs, they couldn't get it going at first after they scored that one touchdown. But towards the end, that's when they were starting to trudge and it looked like um, it looked like they were going to lose. But and that's also because, like I said, the offensive coordinator for the Titans looks like he's scared to let Willis throw. I don't know why. Um, the game did go to overtime. I thought it was going to end in a tie at first, but you could tell tonight that like you could tell in the game that if there was ever a time throughout the season so far where they've missed having AJ Brown, it was this game. Um, like I said, Willis, 80 yards, five of 16. He also had 40 rushing Henry, normal Derrick Henry number, 17 carries, a buck 15. Aquanu, Aquanu, whatever you say, one reception, 18 yards. Um, Austin Hooper, two receptions, 34 yards. Mahomes, 43 of 68, which is a lot. That's almost the most that someone has thrown, and I forgot how many years they said, but um, they threw 70 back then. 446 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and he ran the ball six times for 63 yards and got two rushing touchdowns on those runs. Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions for 106. Smith-Schuster, another big game for him. 10 receptions, 88 yards. Miko Hardman, six receptions, 79 yards, one touchdown. Um, Noah Gray, three receptions, 45 yards. Jarrett McKinnon, six receptions, 40 yards. This was a tough close game. Chiefs barely got the win, but they got the win. For both sides, there was a bunch of like questionable flags going on, but that's normal in these primetime games now. 
a days, but whatever. Uh, that's my take on the game. <sighs> For me, I understand when you have a rookie quarterback and you have Derrick Henry, you're going to want to run the ball. But when teams know when you're going to run the ball, you have to throw it. And for them to not even trust Malik Willis is very, very concerning, concerning to me because you got to trust the guy. Because sooner or later, he's going to be the guy, and you got to be able to throw it with him. So for me, it really it makes me step back from the Titans and be like, you know what? I have issues with them. I have concerns because I think, obviously, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the division. But they're going to be a first-round exit. Clear and clear, clear as day. Whether Ryan Tannehill pulls something out of his back pocket, their first round exit. Reason because you gotta, you need to throw the ball. And I, I thought when they traded AJ Brown, you know that was a stupid move because teams that trade away their number one wide receiver ends end up not doing well. And it's showing this year for all those teams that traded their number one receiver. They're obviously trying to trade for pieces and get pieces because they 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 made the stupid decision by. Trading their number one receiver away. Obviously, for the Titans, it's a much different story because they are desperate for receivers. Their receivers aren't good, and they're just not throwing the ball. So, for me, the Titans have a lot of issues right now, and I'm, I have a lot of concerns with them. Um, also, they blew a lead that should have won them the game. Um, but, you know, I give props to the Chiefs. Um, you know, they obviously, the, I predicted the Chiefs to win this game. Because you got Mahomes. But I do have a little concerns also with the Chiefs. For you to lose, or for you to be down all the way till the final minute in the fourth quarter. And go to overtime. And go to overtime with a backup quarterback. At home. At home is very concerning to me. But props to them getting it done and finally taking the lead and showing that they're the Kansas City Chiefs. But that's it for me. You want to do Monday nights or? Yeah, because it, we're going in order, so. All right. Um, you go first for I'll this game. First. I've been going first for all. So, so for me, this game was not surprising. I I believe the Ravens were going to win. Um, obviously Lamar Jackson played okay. He played okay. Um, obviously wasn't the main source on offense, which is which is very surprising because usually with Lamar he's the main guy. I don't think he was the main guy in this game. It's good to see that he's um, not, though. Cause... Because Kenyon Drake, I think this move with him going to Baltimore was the best choice for him because he's balling. He's balled almost every game that he's been in for the Baltimore Ravens. 24 rushes for 93 yards, two touchdowns. He is balling. He balled against you guys. Yeah. Then he's now he's balling against the Saints. If he can do that, the Ravens are going to be a team. This is the first year there, right? Yeah, exactly. So the Ravens are going to be a team to um, not be reckoned with. Also, Isaiah Likely, he had a touchdown. He's coming out strong. I like him. Um, Marlon Humphrey, seven tackles, one sack. Kyle Hamilton, six tackles. Their rookie first-rounder, balled out. Then Justin Houston. Justin Houston, you know, I remember when he played in Kansas City, um earlier in his career but this time he had two in he had two and a half sacks in this game and an interception he looked like the old justin houston and obviously roquan smith didn't have a huge factor obviously because he's learning the playbook but i expect him to have a bigger impact if the ravens can play like this they're going to go to the super bowl simple as that if they can play like this they're going to the super bowl simple 
Um, but for the Saints, for me, they have a QB issue. Simple. I don't believe, obviously, defense has a little issue. Um, but Marcus May balled out. You know, Juwan Johnson, wide receiver, we, we are going to be in contact with him, hopefully. Try and get him on the podcast. He's a receiver for the Saints. He had a touchdown in this game. Chris Olave balled out six receptions and 71 yards. But for me, it's it's besides all those that I named, these are the issues with the Saints. And I put it on Dennis Allen, the head coach. The rushing, the running game. You have Alvin Kamara. You have Mark Ingram. The fact that you only have 48 total rushing yards. Between the two of them. Between the whole team is concerning to me because you need to be able to... I don't care who you are. Every team needs to have a, at least a solid running game or they will suck. Simple as that. Also, from, they have a quarterback issue, like I said, because Andy Dalton looks like there's some drives where he's the old Andy Dalton. Then you have drives where he sucks. But then when you have Jameis Winston, then anytime he could just throw the ball in the air and it'll be intercept, intercepted. So for me, I think the Saints, obviously, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. But they need to truly look at the quarterback situation and think, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to go out and draft one? Or are we going to go trade someone? Or what are we going to do? Because this team right now is running game-wise, is holding them back. And the quarterback is holding them back for me. So I also, one more thing. If I was Lamar, I'd be a little... Like, obviously, you're winning. You don't want to, like, interfere in that because you have a team that could get to the Super Bowl. But I'm thinking maybe, and I could be blowing this out of proportion, but it's just a thought. Maybe the reason why they're using Kenny and Drake more often right now. To preserve him. Is to be able to not pay as much for Lamar. Because the stat line for Lamar is... 12 of 22, 133, and a touchdown. That's not necessarily $300 million contract, really. So maybe, I mean, it, it's a far stretch. For, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it, it's probably not true. But maybe it could be true. But, you know, far-fetched. I mean, it's also good on his body, too. And it's also preserving him, which is pretty good. Which means when it comes playoff time, he's going to be ready. Yep. So... Going into this game, I don't know if you knew it, but Lamar had 12 touchdowns and zero interceptions in his, at the time, five career Monday night games specifically. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to have seven games in which he threw for at least 200 yards and ran for another 100. Um, Baltimore did a great job, especially on covering the third down, and it led to the point where if the Saints don't get that three at the half, even though it ended up doing nothing, they were doing next to nothing. Um, and Lamar, he does great in general against teams he's playing in for the first time in prime time. So I don't, I don't know why. Um, Jackson missed on a few throws, but at least like he owned up to it and he said it was on him. And it wasn't hurting them because like they ended up winning. He had only 82 yards rushing on 11 carries, but... When you have Kenyon Drake, you don't have to do all the running. Um, it was nice to see that just before the game, they activated Deshaun Jackson. He only had one catch for 16 yards, but I mean, it's better than what I thought he was going to do. I didn't think he was going to do anything except get activated because he 
probably hasn't learned the whole book yet but like hopefully now this is a start where we can see the veteran like him hopefully next game he'll be more productive and we could see let alone if not just a jackson to jackson connection maybe we could start to see deshaun jackson be back not like to his old eagles days but like just back to being a constant person that we talk about um but yeah for the saints there's a lot of questions um maybe you got to go to Taysom hill at quarterback but he's also where you play at every position so it's probably best to leave him out there but yeah i mean saints they look to me the saints are inconsistent because they'll look good one game and either win a game or keep it close and then they'll just look bad the next game last week beat the raiders 24 to nothing at home stay at home for this game and then get blown out so they're inconsistent to me but i don't know it's just not their year this year i guess and when i saw that defense at the beginning of the year i thought it was going to be their year because i feel like or i felt like their defense was going to win them a bunch of games and keep them as a relevant team but i guess that wasn't going to last for long anymore but that's just my takes now let's get into the power rankings um you know i let's go one for one like we did last time um Let's start off with 32. For me, I have the Steelers still. Reason why is, you know, they, they were on a bye. They were on a bye week, can't judge them. But I still believe they, they're the worst team in the league. I, my 32 and 31 didn't change. So 32, I have the Texans, but like I said earlier, their games are competitive, but they still have a lot of work to do. I have the Texans at 30 because they're 31. All their games close. 31. No, no, I have them at 30. I just want to say that because you know, oh. they're they're keep they're competitive in all the games, and they're just a couple pieces away. But obviously, the record means a lot. But at thirty one, I have the Carolina Panthers. Just when we thought, from last week when they almost beat the Falcons, that maybe they're in a good direction, they they, they fall apart. And um, you know, it's a it's 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 a organization problem for me for the um Panthers. So that's why I have them at um, 31. And also they gave up five touchdowns to Joe Mixon. Yeah. Most of which in the first half. Uh, 30, I have the Falcons because like with the Wait, same. Wait, who do you have at 31? I said the Texans. Oh, oh, oh. I have the, Fal- the Falcons at 30 because they're inconsistent. Like they're a better team this year, but they're still inconsistent with whether or not they want to be good or be average to bad. So for me at 20, I... 29. 29, I have the Indianapolis Colts, obviously with them firing Frank Reich. I believe that was a it was a bad and a good decision. Um, I think hiring Jeff Saudi was a tremendous choice because he played for that team. He knows how to win. He knows he's a competitive guy. He played with Peyton Manning. He's going to want to win. Um, and also, I just believe the Colts right now just are terrible um, offensively, maybe even defensively. Um, they're, I'm just lost with the Colts. I have nothing to say about them. I'm lost, but grading Jeff Saturday is a huge, huge, um, boost for me, but I have them at 29. Why do you think it was good and bad to get rid of? For me, you know, he's made the playoffs every, almost every year since he's been the head coach. And I would say, you know, this, and this is where the good and the bad comes in. Um, you know, he, every year he had a different quarterback. He's never had that one guy. 
Um, obviously, Andrew Luck, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. You know that. Huge Andrew Luck fan. For him, him retiring, then he then they had to go with Brissett. Then they have to go with Phillip Rivers, which worked out. They made the playoffs. Um, then they go to Carson Wentz. Then they Wentz. go to Carson Wentz, miss out by a game. Then they bring in Matt Ryan, which I believe was a stupid choice. <laughs> because I would have kept Carson Wentz. But I, I think that didn't work out in his favors. But this is why, you know, when you're a coach and you're going to make those type of decisions with the quarterback, you're going to know, you, you know, you're, you got to at least co-sign and be like, you know what, I'm going to make this. And if it doesn't work out, it's on me because you're the one making the choice. So I can see why they they fired him because um, obviously the quarterback position has not worked out for them. Um, but, you know, the Colts just, you know, I, 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 I'm stuck with how to say, what to say about the Colts. I don't know what happened to Jonathan Taylor either, but um, 29, I have the Panthers. And, like, Baker came back in this game, but they went back to P.J. Walker. So I'm starting to think that maybe they're thinking P.J. Walker is better than Baker. I don't know, but they're at 29. 28, I have the Chicago Bears because there's still so much work to do. But, like I said earlier, they're looking better and better by the week. So... If they're looking better and better each week, then they're going to... Who was it? The Bears. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, for me, at 28, I have the Raiders. reason why I have the Raiders at 28 is... Listen, I understand, and this is true. Not every coach is made to be a head coach. Simple as that. I had high You could hopes. be a good coordinator or a perfect coordinator, t- t- terrific coordinator, but never work out as a head coach. That's Josh McDaniels. He's a perfect coordinator, just a terrible head coach. For me, this experience has experiment has not worked out. They gotta get rid of him. Simple as that. Because there's no reason why you should be two and six with Derek Carr and Adams and, and Jacobs. And Jacobs. And their defense Dan is Waller. terrible. <clears throat> um so for me the Raiders also blowing leads is a huge concern. So for me the Raiders I they're just a bottomless team for me. They got and, shut out last week. Um Obviously, when you're leading against the Jaguars and then you blow it, um, you know, I'm going to criticize you. And, you know, I think the experiment with Josh McDaniels is over. I think they should have kept Rich, Rich Bisakia, who got them yeah, to the we playoffs. Yeah, we have some. But, you know, I, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, hmm. it is what it is. I had high hopes for them because Carr, Adams, Waller, Jacobs, but... um. 27, I have the Lions simply because after the hot start at the beginning of the season, they just don't look good anymore. For me, I have at 27 is the Green Bay Packers. The reason why I have the Packers at 27 is because they lost to the Lions and because of everything I said earlier. But at 26, I have the Lions because they beat the Packers, but, but they still suck. 26, I have the Saints because, like I said, they're up and down every week. For me, at 25, Five. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars um, because I, I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is any good really anymore. I, I don't think he's going to be the guy. Um, just go look at the stats um, since he's been in the league. But um, ETN, however. But ETN is the bright spot for the Jaguars. But, you know, I, I, I think the Jaguars are still at the bottom right now. So I put them at 25. I got the Colts at 25. 
for literally everything we just said. At 24, I have the Broncos because they were on the bye week. Nothing I could do to, uh, you know, move them up or move them down. So they're going to stay at 24. 24, I have the Rams because they're just not good. I have the Bears at 23 because of everything. I, I They're going up, but I got to see what they have on defense without um, Roquan Smith. And um, Robert Quinn. Yeah. 23... I have the Arizona Cardinals because they're another inconsistent team. I have the Cardinals at 22 because, like you said, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury... I think Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat. Um, That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of people surprised. I, I, I think that I think that personnel has, has um, done its job. They, they've, they've sucked. They've sucked um, ever since last year. You know, they, 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 they've sucked. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people say they're surprised Frank Reich lost his job before Cliff's Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Um, 22, I have the Broncos because they were on their bye week, so I'm not going to put them lower. But I put them at 22 because of how they've looked on the season. Not good. Who'd you put? The Broncos. Oh, oh. at 21, I have the Rams because I think they suck. Simple as that. Surprised you didn't put them lower. Well, with the teams that I said that I put down, you know, obviously, you know. Oh, uh, who did I? 21, I have the Packers because their squad is just putrid all the way around. 20, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I still need to see more of what they can do. See if they can have more games like the one they just had. At 20, I have the Saints because of everything I just said. But at 19, I have the Browns. They were on the bye week, but if they can keep doing what they're doing, once they get Deshaun Watson back and believing on if Watson's still the same player, you know, they're, 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 their hopes is the playoffs. They still got one game with Brissett, though, and then they get him back. Uh, I have the Raiders at 19 because, like we just said, they suck this year despite the fact that they got, at the time, the best receiver in the league. But for me at eighteen, I have the Commanders, because I think they're in the thick of things. They can they can make the playoff. They have a playoff team, um, and they get Chase Young back. I have the Jaguars at eighteen because they're just mad. I have the Falcons at, Falcons at seventeen, because you know losing to the Chargers, obviously, you know, hurt. But they're they're competitive. They're a competitive team. And they're in the thick of and things. And they only lost by three. And they're in the th- they're in the thick of things. So I'm not I'm not too worried about the Falcons, but they are seventeenth in my eyes. I got the Chargers at seventeen because they looked a little better after the week off, but they're still banged up. So I have the Bucks at sixteenth because, you know, I finally saw what I was what I was missing Expe- from them, but I still gotta see more. Sixteen, I have the commanders because they almost won that game and gave the Vikings a run for their money. Um, 15, I have the Patriots because they have a decent squad, but mainly because of Ramondre Stevenson. At 15th, I have the Titans because of everything we said about the Titans against the Chiefs. For me, that drops them out of the top 10. So I put the Titans at 15th. But at 14th, I have the Patriots because I believe right now they're, they're on fire and I think they'll make the playoffs. 14, I have the Jets because of their... Good bounce back game against a divisional rival, no less, and big victory over the Bills. So, 
So um, 13, I have the Titans because it was a tough loss, but they're still a great team. They just got to utilize Willis more. I, for me, at 13th, I have the Chargers because it was a must-needed win. But, like you said, they're not healthy um, and all that. So we have them at the same spot. So then at 12th, I have the 49ers. They were on the bye week. Still need to see more from them. 12, I have the Bengals because of that massive game. They just had bounce back after getting blown out on Monday last week. So. At 11, I have the Bengals. Um, Joe Mixon putting up five touchdowns is amazing. But, no, got to see a little more in order to put them as a top 10 team. 11, I have the Browns because they were on the bye week. And I have Dallas at 10 also because they were on the bye week. So now since we're getting on the top 10s, at number 10. I have the New York Giants. We were on our bye. I think you were on your bye, but you gained a spot. Went from 11 to 10. So I think they were back in the top 10 for this week. Why? Because of all the teams that didn't make the top 10. I'm not going to complain. It's my team. Uh, I have the Vikings at 9. It, I mean, this game on Sunday solidified. The division is theirs this year. And that's just that. For me, I have the Jets at 9. Because they beat the Bills. That gives you a lot of credibility. And I think they're a playoff team. Uh, number eight, I have the Ravens because they finally found their way on offense now. We know they just had that tough stretch where they kept blowing leads and losing games, but now it seems like that phase is over. They're, they figured it out. For me at eight, I have the Seahawks because they're just they're on a roll, man. They're on a hmm. roll. They're on a roll, and I got Geno Smith as comeback player of the year. Seven, I have the Dolphins because, like I said earlier, six and all in the season with Tua. So, for me, at seven, I have the Ravens because of everything we said. Six, I kept my Giants at six because we were on our bye. I have the Bills at six. The reason why I have the Bills at six is because they lost the Jets. Obviously, the Jets are no joke, but it's for the health of Josh Allen because if they don't have Josh Allen, they're done. So, that's why I put them at six. Five, I have the Seahawks because they're just impressing people, including myself, more and more every week. So, Who'd you put? Seahawks. Oh, I put the Chiefs at five because, obviously, barely beating the Titans and never not really having a lead against them concerns me. But I still think they're a top-five team. Four, I have the 49ers because they were on their bye week, so I didn't move them where they were. I have a team that was on their bye in the Dallas Cowboys at four. Three, I have the Bills. I I switched them in the Chiefs round, so the Chiefs are number two and the Bills are three. I have the Dolphins at three. I think they're, they're the best AFC team right now when Tua's healthy and they have Tua because we're seeing when they have Tua, they win every game. And then at number two, I have the Minnesota Vikings because they're 7-1. and one. The only loss was to the Eagles. Who is both of our number ones? Who's obviously both of our number ones, but the Vikings are seven and off since. So I got the Vikings at number two. But that's that's oh wait, we gotta do predictions. Now let's get into the predictions. Falcons, Panthers, Thursday night. I'm taking the Falcons. I think they pull it off. I also took them. Saints, Steelers, 
Unfortunately, I got to go with the Saints over my Steelers. I think the Steelers just are a wor- much worse team than them. I think the Saints win. You don't think it's a blowout, do you? Oh, no, I think it's a blowout. Because you it's said that about Tampa Bay and you it's guys beat them. It's a blowout. <laughs> well, I took Saints anyway. It don't matter. Seahawks Buccaneers in Germany, 930 on Sunday. A.M. Surprisingly. I got, the, I got the Seahawks. I got my boy Geno Smith. I've been high on him all year. Obviously, you guys know that. I got Geno Smith and the Seahawks winning. Even though you love to pick Brady for every game, but <laughs> yeah, I got the Seahawks also. Vikings Bills. I got the Vikings in the ups in another upset because I think Kirk Cousins gets it done. I picked them just because we don't know the status of Allen yet, if he's in a play or not. Lions Bears. The Bears. I got the Bears as well, all because of Justin Fields. Broncos Titans. I got the Broncos. I think the bye week helps Denver possibly, and I th- and because of what I saw with Tennessee last week, I gotta go with Broncos. I got the Titans. Jaguars Chiefs. I'm sure, we're all going Chiefs. Yep. Browns Dolphins. 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 Texans Giants. I'm going with the Texans on this. I know you're not happy mm. with me about it, but I think Pierce get runs mm. wild on the Giants. Obviously, I took my Giants. Colts Raiders, I think the Raiders gets it done with uh, interim Jeff Saudi as the head coach. That's why I picked the Colts. Cowboys Packers, I I think that's a blowout. I, I got the Cowboys. Just because of their defense alone. Yeah, Michael Parsons is insane. Yep. Cardinals Rams, I think this is a battle of the same teams, but I'm going with the Rams. I picked Cardinals just because it's the same. Chargers 49ers, I think the 49ers coming off their bye gets it done. Yep. And then I got... The Commanders pulling off and giving the Eagles their first loss of the season with Chase Young returning. Just because of Chase Young. You don't even know how good he's going to look. I still think there will be an upset. I took the Eagles. But, um, you know, that's it for me. That's it for me. We'll see you next week.